Whether you're a business of one or 1,000, you'll be better at business in the next 10 minutes, guaranteed. That's what we do every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online over at 100mba.net. And in today's lesson, you will learn five reasons why customer surveys fail. I've been doing a little research on customer surveys because we like to incorporate them into our business, but I want to make sure we're doing it right. So I put together today's lesson based on what I learned, what doesn't work, where you should steer clear from, what to be aware of when you're creating customer surveys. And guys, customer surveys is essential to find out if you're doing the right thing. That's what business is all about, creating something, putting it out in the world and finding out, is it working? And the best way to do that is to find out from your customers directly. So you can iterate and improve. That's how you stay ahead of the competition. Now, I know customer service is not the sexiest topic, but you got to do them. So you might as well do them right. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by TopTal. If you're having trouble finding developers or designers for your next project, then you got to check out TopTal. We did and we absolutely love them. TopTal is a network of elite pre-vetted software developers and designers. You tell TopTal what you're looking for, and they find you the specific candidates that meet your needs. A TopTal expert sits down with you and finds out what exactly you need. What are your priorities? What's your budget? What's your time frame? And finds you the best candidate. In fact, TopTal only hires the top 3% of talent out there. So you know you're getting the best of the best. And once you find your candidate, you can get started right away. The next day, in fact. And they have a no-risk trial period, so you have nothing to lose to try them out. Do what I did. Go to TopTal.com to find your next designer or developer for your current or next project. Again, that's TopTal, T-O-P-T-A-L.com. So many businesses survey their customers, but how many of them do it correctly? Do it right. Having effective surveys is a craft. It's something that you have to really think about. And this is why this lesson is so important. Getting feedback and measuring customer satisfaction can help your organization improve, get more business, become a market leader. Who doesn't want that? Here are the top five customer service challenges or mistakes people make. This is research that I gathered from different sources, from SurveyMonkey, a service that creates surveys, from Zendesk, a customer service software tool, and many others. So let's get started. The number one mistake or challenge people have is getting the appropriate or acceptable response. Most customer surveys get a response between 5% and 10%. That's not good enough. That's not a good enough response to make a decision off something. You need more responses. You need more people to respond to your survey in order for you to actually have credible information to work off. If you have 1,000 customers and only 5%, that's 50 people, respond to the survey, that's a very small portion of your customer base. You need more responses so you can make the right decision. Remember, these decisions will affect everybody. So you got to make sure that you are getting enough of a response. Now, you don't need 100%, but you need to get closer to 30, 40%, 50%. So here are some tips to make sure that you get more responses to your survey so you have more data. The number one tip is shorten the survey. Think about the most important things you need to cover in the survey. Why are you doing the survey? What's important? And just target that. Keep it to a maximum of five questions, in my opinion. I feel like five questions is the max because five questions is not overwhelming. You look at the survey, it's like, oh, I could do this. One study shows a direct correlation between the number of questions and survey abandonment. Exactly what I'm talking about. 
The more questions, the more abandonment. Some people say 10 questions should be the max. I say five, really. I think you should not ask more than five questions. Get laser targeted. Some people say that 10 questions is the max. I think it's five. And I think when you have only five questions, it forces you to get targeted, to really ask yourself, what's really important? What do I really need to know for my customers to improve? And remember, you can't improve everything at once. So you might as well just work on one area of your business and then do a separate survey when it's time to work on something else. Second tip to get better response rates, drop the text box as much as possible. Many people do not do surveys if it means they have to type into a box. It takes too much time. They have to think about it. It's intimidating. Try your best to keep surveys as easy as possible, whether it's radio buttons or drop downs or sliders. And the last tip is add surveys to your sales or service process. We do this at Webinar Ninja. Every time we answer a question on our customer service system, Zendesk, we send out a survey. How were you served? How did the customer service rep take care of you? Were you satisfied with the response? If not, why? Yes, we have open-ended questions there, but it's just one. It's short. And the survey is super, super short. And we do this every time with our customers, so we keep on improving. It also allows us to know what to work on. If customers keep complaining uh, about the same thing, then maybe we need to fix that problem or change the way we do things in order for that problem not to exist. All right, second mistake that people make when they create surveys, customer service surveys, they don't design the survey. They just create a set of questions. You need to work backwards. You need to ask yourself, what are you trying to get out of the survey? What do you want to do with the information? For example, if you wanted to improve the design of your website, the user experience, Focus on one page, let's say the homepage, the most important page. What are you trying to accomplish with that page? You're trying to get people to sign up for your newsletter? Okay, then. Ask specific questions about that to your customers, to your visitors. If you're selling a physical product and you want to save money on packaging, focus on the packaging. Find out what they like about it, what they don't like. Is it too much packaging? Get specific about what you're going to do with the information you get. That makes it a whole lot easier to ask the right questions rather than trying to come up with questions without knowing what you're trying to do with the information you get from the answers. A quick tip is that when you create your survey, you don't have to send them out to all your customers or all your email list subscribers. You can send it to only a portion of them. Let's say 5% or 10% or 20% of your list and test it out. See how the response rate goes. See how many people abandon the, the actual survey and tweak it, change it. And then you can send it out to the rest of the list when you actually have that little test pilot uh, survey go out. Third problem or third mistake people make when it comes to creating customer service surveys is not knowing when to send out the survey. I'm not talking about holidays or days off. I'm talking about you need to understand that the reason why you're sending the survey is to improve. So how do you know that you need to improve or where to improve? You have to take a look at your business and look at trends. Let's say sales, for example. Are sales down? How long have they been down? And when are they down? This is some information you have to analyze and find out, okay, I need to create a survey to find out from customers why they are not buying during this time. So you see how we're creating a survey based on information that we're following, based on statistics, based on data that we're collecting. So take a look at the information you have in hand first to find out what questions you need to ask. Number four, prioritizing the surveys you send out. You need to find out what's most important in your business. What needs fixing immediately? Are customers having problems at the checkout page? Do they find it hard to use your product? Maybe they need some sort of coaching or some sort of, uh, you know, customer support or some sort of support tutorials. You shouldn't be just sending a general survey. 
The first survey you send out should be solving a problem. It should be the most immediate problem you have in your business. You need to fix this problem by getting information from customers so you can fix the right problem. So you can find out why this is happening and come up with the best solution. Not all surveys are graded equal. And yes, of course, you can send surveys when nothing's going wrong or nothing's broken. But what area of your business needs improvement the most? That's where you need to send the survey. So triage, prioritize, whatever you want to call it when it comes to surveys. Send out the first survey, the second survey, third survey based on the needs of the business, based on where you need to improve. The last mistake, the biggest mistake that people make, the most common mistake people make when it comes to customer service surveys is doing something with the information after the survey. In other words, implementing the improvements. Most businesses, they create surveys, they send them out, they get responses. They may even read the responses, but then it stops there. You need to have a plan of action of what you're going to do with the information before the survey goes out. So when you get the responses, you know already beforehand that if this is the response, I need to do this. You have all this great data. Now do something with it. Don't just sleep on it. Part of the reason why people don't do anything after a survey is because, again, the survey was too wide. It wasn't narrow enough. They come back with all this information about all these things they have to fix in different areas of their business and they don't know where to start. But if the survey is very specific about one specific thing in your business, something that you need to improve, then you know exactly what to do. You're not overwhelmed. And you're kind of expecting what you're going to be working on before the answers come in. Again, plan on what you're going to do with the information before it comes in. I know you need to know the information so you know which way to go, but you should have a general idea of the options. What are the actual options of what you're going to do with the information? It could be X, Y, or Z. Have a plan for each. Guys, I got more on today's topic, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor, TopTal. There are a few companies or a few services that I recommend as highly as TopTal, and that's because they really deliver. Let me explain. When it comes to hiring a designer or a developer for your next project or your current project, it's no easy task. It takes a lot of time, a lot of money when you're doing it on your own. Finding the right candidate can be really, really hard. Trust me, I've tried it over and over and over again in my career. But now with TopTal, all I do is I tell them what I'm looking for. I actually sit down and speak to somebody from TopTal. They ask me a whole bunch of questions that are really important about my budget, about my timeline, about my culture and my business about what I'm trying to do. And then they do all the hard work, all the legwork, and find the best candidates for me. I recently went through this process to find our latest UX UI designer, Arena. She was presented to us. We interviewed her. She actually came super prepared, super professional. She had to use her software and told us the things that she would improve if she had the job. If that sounds like a breath of fresh air, then you have to go with TopTal. We did, and we're super happy with our hire, and we're continuing to use TopTal to find other top talent. Check them out. They have a free trial period, so you have nothing to lose. So just go to toptal.com. That's T-O-P-T-A-L.com. So as you can see, surveys are hard work. So you got to make sure you have the time for it, a lot the time for it. Put it in your calendar. I would allot at least 10 hours. I know that sounds like a lot, but you got to really craft it. And that includes actually sending out the survey to your list or to your customers. Take on the tips we shared today, and you should be on your way for a successful survey that can help improve your business. All right, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you loved it. If you love The $100 MBA Show, hit subscribe so you can get all our episodes automatically, as well as access to all our archive episodes. They are only available if you hit subscribe. That's it for me today, but before I go, I want to leave you with this. When it comes to survey, the easier it is for the customer to complete, the better. Even if that means your first survey doesn't cover a lot of ground, just get the customer in the habit of answering the survey. 
of knowing that your surveys are not painful. Once they know that and they answer their first survey, they're more likely to answer the next and the next because they know that you're not going to put them through hell. All right, you get the point. I'll check you guys in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.